Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thanks for being with me at my podcast today. Let's wrap up snow moon slash hungry moon viewing. Well, I tell you, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday night. And here in South Florida, it could not have been a more beautiful night. It was not cloudy. It was very cool. We, we were near the water. We took some, uh, actually, we took kava. Uh, Gary and I took kava. And um, it was beautiful. It was very, very high. And the, the only problem with viewing, I read, it was a full moon, but I was corrected by other people also viewing <laughs> the the snow. And then it wasn't. I was wrong. Uh, quite frequently am. So there you go. Uh, that it was almost a full moon, but it wasn't quite. So uh, shame on me if I told you it was a full moon, because that's what I read, actually. It wasn't me. didn't come from me. But um, it was actually very beautiful. But without the proper camera and really telephoto lens, uh, powerful uh, lens on your camera is really what you need. Gary, back in the day, had a 35 millimeter the camera that was that took amazing photos and it's we still have good cameras stuck in boxes someplace it's so easy to use the phone and that's what I did so I got some that were presentable enough but it was just fun to watch it and to know the meaning of the name of, of why it was named snow moon hungry moon if you missed that part snow moon because that date is the the uh, snowiest, coldest day. Uh, February is the coldest month. Um, snow day, blah, blah, in North America, northern North America. Hungry Moon, because it's cold in North America. It's indigenous people found it hard to hunt. Anyway, look it up if you need more. <laughs> this is I'm just trying to wrap it up. It was fun to see it. And I was grateful for the weather to be really nice because other places in the country it wasn't so nice and i wore a sweater and i was almost a little bit too warm gary didn't and he was fine guess what's new that's that was old something old that's new again it's all the hot thing at weddings um weddings yeah there's uh the the beckham kid his wife's father is suing a wedding planner it's like you can't please some people you cannot so some rich guys suing some wedding planner but let's talk about a little bit of it's not exactly on the cheap how to do something for your wedding but it's a do-it-yourself thing that is now really trending very heavily and it has to do with your guest book a photo guest book with polaroid film that's what's old that's new again I looked up Polaroid, or instant, rather, cameras, Polaroid being a certain brand. Um, Fuji has kind of a very high rating for instant film. Apparently, it's still kind of the same thing that it was back in the olden days of Polaroid instant film. When you take the photo, it pops out of the camera you can't really instantly see the photo. It takes about 15 minutes for it to really come through clearly. So unless the new film, and I couldn't read that it was that much faster, 
uh, although the Fuji camera, instant cameras are supposed to, they're almost rated 10. They're like 9.6 on this review scale. Who's reviewing them? Brides? I don't know. But here's how it works. You buy a hardbound guest book and you place it wherever you as the bride and groom want to place it. That's up to you. With two cameras, if you have 80 people or more, you really should have one camera per 40 people. These cameras are not expensive. They're, they're, some are well over $100, well over $150. Some are not quite that much. Um, the film, though, is also expensive. So considering that they, in this article, said people will take up to three photos trying to get the best photo. But you put, a, you put it there, you put everything your guest would need. The book, the camera, or cameras and the film, and markers, permanent black markers, they suggest, and two-sided tape. So you're getting your wedding guests to do some of the work for you, but you don't have to. If if you just want to do it yourself, you can ask them to leave the photos, but they encourage people to write a message, particularly if you're going to stick your photo into the book permanently with the double-sided tape go ahead and write your message in the book. If you're not, actually write it on the the photo, which has a white border all the way around it. I hope the borders are better than they used to be. I have Polaroids that Gary's mom took when Brandon was, was very young, a, a toddler, and she wrote on them, and they haven't held up completely it's it's they're not completely the writing is not completely gone but through all the years of travel and moving them there's you know they're worn the writing is is a little dimmer so I don't know how I feel about that I think it sounds a little bit clunky to have these Polaroid photos in a guest book and depending on the size of your wedding how many books would you need in order to be able to close a book by the time you get photos in there of many guests wouldn't that cause the book to not want to close completely i don't know maybe not but that's that's all the trending thing that's that's going on right now i do want to talk about spare the book by prince harry i finished it so i want to talk about it so um, you may want to not listen to the rest of the podcast um, at the very end i'll talk about that at the very end so if you're going to read it, I won't spoil it for you. Alan Cumming, the actor-activist Alan Cumming, in January on the 27th had his 58th birthday. I love him. He's kooky. He's a very kooky actor. I liked him in Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. I think it's what the name. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Um, the movie, eh. But his part in it was, was really pretty fun. I, lo- I absolutely love, love, loved him on uh, Web Therapy, if you haven't seen that. It was uh, Lisa Kudrow's show that uh, was on cable, I mean, uh, excuse me, on the web. And he is so good with her. Their their interaction together is so good. If you get a chance, try to, try to find that somewhere. And I know it's available. We we own some of the DVDs, which we don't use anymore, but I have it on streaming too, and I'm not sure if it's Netflix or 
Prime or what. I think it's probably, yeah, Prime because I bought some of the some of the shows but he's so he's so good on there he's a, another millionaire but that show in itself is really funny but why i bring him up in his birthday when he turned 58 he gave himself a gift and it was a very different kind of gift he returned something instead of getting a gift he returned a gift and that was his obe uh it was that's in in England. He was given that by the Queen of England. Uh, not well, yeah, maybe some for his acting, but mostly it was for his activism. OBE is Order of the British Empire, and he was honored to get that. But when the Queen died, he decided to give that back because. He's not convinced about the the monarchy as it stands with Charles III. So he, after when she died, he had conversations about the current role uh, of the monarchy and and really going back into history, the way the British Empire exploited indigenous peoples uh, really across the world and. So he decided, he, he has been a big activist for uh, gay rights, for human rights, really. He is a, he's very involved. He cares very much, very much ago. He had that LBE for about just short, I think, of 15 years. But he is, has a conscience his conscience tells him he doesn't want it anymore. And I, I really respect that. He, he is, he's really about equality for one and all. I mean, it's, it's not just about the, the gay community, the gay lesbian community, trans, it's about people, people's rights. So he gave himself a gift of giving away a gift. And I wonder how the British people feel about that currently in charge. Um, now I'm going to talk about Spare uh, because I finished it. And again, I'm not going to tell too much because actually Gary is going to read it as well. What I came away ultimately was with that book was amazement. I was amazed at his honesty, his brutal honesty about his family, about how things really were and are behind the scenes. And I, let me just tell you, it paints a very unattractive portrait of many people. If you know me well, and my really close little tight-knit circle does know me well. I'm about loyalty and betrayal and keeping each other close, keeping, being there for each other, protecting each other, protecting what we know. Or, or I don't know how to say it properly, but when someone trusts you, with whatever it is, basically, is what I'm trying to say. 
never betray their trust. Because if you do, it's lost forever. That level of trust can never be regained. Some level, but not the, the level that you have when you you give in a relationship 100% and that trust is broken. Uh, I'm very protective for my friends. I'm very protective for the, the people that I love. And I love my friends. My, my friends are my family. <laughs> And I protect their privacy fiercely and have their back. I want, I want them to know that, and I, I think I convey that uh, to them. So when I read this stuff about him going to his family and how they really, not only were they not there for him, they betrayed him in many ways, he and Megan, and and the proof is there. The, the proof is definitely there. And I also discovered how William comes across as a very spoiled, self-indulgent, entitled, entitled person. I will tell you this. When you are the the younger one in birth order, it is different than being the eldest. Gary's the eldest. He's the firstborn, but not by much because his brother came not that much (laughs) longer. Uh, There wasn't that much age between them, but there was between my sister and I. And so I always looked up to her in a way of just admiration I, I, I worshipped her as a, as, a, as a human. I thought she was brilliant because she was brilliant. And I, and I got Harry's point of view when he was reaching out to his brother. And he just wasn't there for him. Not only was he wasn't there, it, it just wasn't good. And, I, and it made me think about my relationship with my own older sister that I miss so very much. And boy, how was she there for me. <laughs> You know, you didn't mess with me. And and when I got older and I kind of caught her in age, we joked about it. It's like, well, we're the same age now. Um, oh, I had hers. Uh, don't mess with me. Don't mess with her. We had each other's back. And we, listen, we would argue. You bet. You bet. We would get mad at each other and we would have these spats and we wouldn't talk for a while. Absolutely. We're human. We were, you know, had human relationship. But boy, when push came to shove, for 99% of our lives, we were we were solid uh, without this silly feuding that happens in, between sisters. But don't mess with each other, you know. Don't just don't just don't do it. And and so I understood that point of view from Harry being the younger one. And I hope that you read the book because it's an easy read. It's a thick, heavy book. Uh, it's long. He doesn't spend that much time really on Megan, uh, his relationship with Megan. That's toward the back. It's a whole lot of other stuff. <laughs> and just so if I were a British subject, I would want answers about the relationship of the palace with the press in Great Britain. And Boy, and I'd want other answers too, but you know, they—if you are for the the monarchy, you're not going to do that. So anyway, 
Uh, one other thing that I want to leave you with before I close out the the podcast today was something I read. You know, I, you, you may not know, but if if you know me, you know I always have these little these little jewels, these little nuggets uh, of quotes. And today's I like very much uh, because I agree with it. And Gary and I kind of live by it as much as we possibly can. Sometimes. You can't, you know, you just, you have to plan, but sometimes you don't have to plan and you can fly by the seat of your pants. And when you can, you should, in my opinion, in my opinion, you know, get out there. And so that's what this, that's what this says. Don't plan too much. And this part is what I really, really believe. Some of the most beautiful moments of your life are actually unplanned. And I subscribe to that with all my heart. So have a great weekend, whatever it is that you do. I hope you will enjoy it and make the most of it. Relax, have fun, whatever. Um, Don't forget to visit our website, northpalmbeachlife.com. Gary has a lot of stuff out there. He put a new a new post out there, and it talks a little bit about when we started NorthPalmBeachLife.com in 2015. It's short. It's a short read. Won't take you long to read it, but it gives a little insight into our into our biz, as it were. Come on, get into our business. Normally, I wouldn't I don't like people in my business, but um, yeah, just go there and read it. NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Uh, don't forget our YouTube channel by the same name, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Uh, these podcasts always rest there. They are now available on 20 plus platforms. So we're out there, like it or not. Like I say, you know, I state my opinion. I state what I feel. That maybe that's not the most popular. Maybe people like it. Maybe they don't. But that's okay. Uh, true to myself. And at the end of the day, that's all you can be. Don't forget to look for my books. They're fun. Get to know my characters. Get to know Victor and Theo and Lizzie. Uh, If you want to know more, if you need help getting those books on Amazon, let me know. I'll help you. Pamela Barker. Don't forget. Gary, G-E-R-R-Y, also writes for All Things Cruise and Splash Magazine. So if you find a search bar there, you can find him there as well. Thank you so much for being with me at GG in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Stay with me.